Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here's D.A. Uh, For the last time this week, you're going to hear that and then not get D.A. Damon is back from his week as Jim Rome on Monday for these next two hours. It's still me, Andrew Bogush, with Pete, with Ryan, with the other Pete, and with you. Still a lot to do over these two hours, but as we begin this third hour, we are that much closer to actual college football games. So it is time once again. Our preview continues. It's Sound of Saturday. The DA Show counts down the days until the electricity of college football season returns with the game's greatest voices. It is tipped off. And Lewis going on the deflection. Lewis is going to score. Lewis is going to score. Lewis is going to score. Touchdown over. Touchdown over. Got a block from Brown. 50, 10, 5. Touchdown. 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 Don't win it. We're headed to Atlanta. Touchdown, Boston College. He did it. He did it. Cody did it. All the band is out. The Bears have won! Oh my God! The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending, exciting, thrilling finish in the history of college football. It's the sounds of Saturday every morning on CBS Sports Radio. Blake back, blindside pressure coming, steps out, buys time. Looks, looks, looks goes up there. middle ward, and he overthrows. Oh, oh my he God! It. He, he caught it! it. He, he caught it! Caught it. Oh, what a catch! Uh, That is the voice of our next guest, and since I'm not a good host, I'll only tell you now that you're about to hear Mark Daniels. You can also see him. He's joining us on Zoom, so watchda.com, YouTube, Twitch. You're getting to see the voice of UCF football with us here this morning. Mark, it is Andrew in New York. Thanks so much for the time, and happy almost football season. Yeah, how about that? We're just a few weeks away, and uh, you guys took me back to that memorable season 10 years ago for UCF, uh, the First Fiesta Bowl year, that great play by Blake Bortles and J.J. Wharton in Philadelphia against Temple. Great memories. And 
Mark, you've got a lot of them. This is well past 20 years for you with the school. So, I mean, you're as good as anybody to talk about just the rise of this program, a baby in FBS, and now a very deserved member of the Big 12. Yeah, UCF is the youngest Power 5 school in the country. My first year was in 1995, and Dante Culpepper was a freshman. Um, and back then, UCF was making the transition of what then was known as 1AA to Division One. And to watch the growth over the years as an independent to members of the MAC Conference USA in the Big East for about an hour and a half, and then the American <laughs> for the last decade, and now into the Big 12. It's been a meteoric rise, as you mentioned. While it's about 30 years in college football years, it's not that long. So UCF has done a great job of growing its brand over the years, playing an exciting brand of football, a great fan base, the youngest alumni base in the country. So a lot of things going in the right direction as they embark on a new era of UCF sports in the Big 12. Day-to-day on the field during camp, does anything feel different now that they're officially Big 12 members, or that's just more about like media days and that kind of stuff? Oh, no. From the time, you know, it's almost two years now since an announcement was made about UCF going to the Big 12, and it's just been a different vibe. You know, when Gus Malzahn came here as the coach, we were not yet in the Big 12, didn't know that invitation was coming. Uh, but I think Gus and his staff have done a great job the last couple of years of preparing the football team from a roster standpoint, talent-wise, for the season to come. I think the fans certainly have had a level of excitement with a, uh, a new set of rivals to uh, get to know, new destinations to travel to. I think it's obviously gotten more real now as the season gets closer uh, just three weeks away. What is, not not this year, Mark, but like big picture, what do you think the ceiling for this program is now that it's in a Power 5 league? Well, look, I've said this for many years, uh, even before UCF's run uh, of late, you go back to the arguments made about Boise State and other programs is that, you know, the argument was, well, that's nice, but can you do that playing in one of those leagues? I mean, the argument was, are we going to give them the same resources and money? I mean, if we do, then let's see how they stack up. But I think it's an interesting time for UCF to join uh, the Big 12, which is no question to step up. But if I asked you to guess the favorites for the next decade in the SEC and the Big Ten, you could probably guess the four or five teams are going to annually be among the contenders. The great thing about where the Big 12 is right now is I don't think you can answer that question. Somebody may emerge in the next couple of years, but I think it's been one of the most wide-open leagues the last few years in college football. The depth from one down to eight or nine has been uh, uh, not that big of a separation. So I think it's a really interesting time to step into the Big 12. UCF certainly is going to be challenged to raise their level of competition. But um, I think UCF's got a great opportunity to continue to recruit at a high level, which they're doing right now. Florida has no shortage of talented players here. Uh, It's a destination for a lot of reasons. So there's a really good trajectory going on. You have to go out and prove it. But I think UCF's in a really good place right now as they step into this new Big 12. What is, because there's going to be, Mark, there's going to be bumps in the road stepping up into a bigger league like this. What's the patience level around the program right now? Uh, for fans, none. I mean, the expectation, <laughs> you know, you, 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 you go undefeated in 2017 and 18. I think that's supposed to happen every single year. Look, I think fans understand the 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 challenge here in the sense of now a nine-game conference schedule, that, that grind, that extra game does matter. Now going to environments that are just different. I've said this, the American was a great conference for UCF, but there were some places you play that there was not a very large crowd. Now you're going to play at places that are sold out every single game. And you got to be able to handle that environment. You hope to do the same when teams come to your place. So I think there's that part of it. Are you ready for the grind and the expectation of what lies ahead? 
But I think it's an exciting time. Again, I think Gus has done a really good job of building this team up using the portal in the last few years with a mix of talented high school players that he's positioned himself that I think they're ready for that talent jump. On the field, look, I mean, UCF's got quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs. The, the, the question usually is, is the quality of your lines, your offense and defensive lines, are they ready for that challenge of the quality that you're playing on a week-to-week basis? I think we'll find that out about UCF this season. If Gus or the AD or you, in, a, in a, an extreme moment, moment of honesty, and I said, to you, what is the kind of the target date for peak Big 12 performance? Would you say this year? Would you say 2025? Like what, if there's a target date to really be in full step in the conference, when, what would it be? Well, look, I think Gus and the staff will say that they want to contend for the title this year. I do think that, you know, you take a look and, and, and say, could UCF use a couple more recruiting cycles uh, to feel like you're now on par. Look, right now, UCF has the highest recruiting class projected in 2024 in the Big 12 now. So if you can get a few more of those recruiting classes, uh, then I think you feel like you're stacked up. From a revenue standpoint, remember, UCF and the other schools coming in this year, they're not getting full shares for a couple of years. Um, The four Pac-12 schools are beginning next year. So you're going to have to, uh, again, escalate an investment standpoint, UCF's overall athletic budget is still something that they're trying to increase to the tune of about $30 million the next couple of years. So I think that's a fair answer is to uh, continue to to rise, give Gus and his staff a couple more years to recruit at the level they're recruiting now. And then I think UCF believes that they have as good as a chance as anybody to compete on a yearly basis. They know in a 16-team league, it's challenging, but I think they feel like they have so many advantages that there's no reason to think they are not able to contend in the coming years. You mentioned how good the recruiting has been, especially as of late. It, it, I'm assuming most people are surprised by that, that it's happened this quickly, that are pulling in this level of talent. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, uh, this is the highest rated class at the moment that UCF has ever had. And depending on what service you look at, 23, 24, 25, the caliber of player that Gus has been able to get in is something UCF's not had before. It was a really big deal if you landed a four-star kid at UCF. Well, right now in a you know committed class, Gus has nine, um, and he's not done. Um, so it's selling the vision of the program, of what they have, the facilities they're going to build, the quality of the league they're playing in, the opportunity uh, you know to play in the college football playoff. And you know sometimes what happens with recruiting classes, you get a few guys, they become your best recruiters. They start to get other guys say, hey, let's go down here and do something unique and special. But Gus is a great recruiter. I mean, he really is. And, you know, UCF, like a lot of schools, they're challenged in an NIL world. But at the same time, I think they feel like their collective's in a good place to give them a chance to compete in that market for players. And so far, the results, again, at least verbal commitments, looks as if they're building a very special class. This is the voice of UCF football. Mark Daniels with us here. Sounds of Saturday on the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Um you know, Mark, we're, you and I are becoming quick friends here. The problem, though, is as much as I love UCF, this show is very deeply connected to Boise and the Broncos, and you guys go there for game two. I'm not sure how we, as a show, how we can handle that that game on September 9th. Uh, biggest game of the year for UCF. I tell people that, you know, there's a level of excitement about the uh, Big 12 schedule in those nine games, and we're challenged by four home, five on the road, go to Oklahoma, go to Kansas State. Um, But the Boise State game is so significant. UCF opens with Kent State, 
You go out to Boise State, such a tough place to play. A football team that came to Orlando a couple of years ago, and UCF won that game. You look how Boise finished the season last year, very talented quarterback. Their offense seemed to kind of start clicking again. Uh, tough place to play. If you win, you come home for Villanova, you think you're 3-0 and going to Kansas State, and then Baylor at home, and you feel pretty good. If you lose, it kind of has a little bit of a you know uh, win taken out of your sails. So I tell people, be excited about the Kansas State game. Uh, to, to kick off the Big 12 era. Be excited about Baylor at home on the 10th anniversary of us beating Baylor in the Fiesta Bowl. But the Boise State game is such a pivotal game for UCF. Uh, and believe me, UCF's not looking past it. Tremendous respect for what the, the Broncos are all about. Am, am I remembering this correctly? When they came down by you, did you guys have a crazy weather delay and play that game like at 11 o'clock at night? Um, the game was delayed because of a, a, a rain and a lightning uh, so we did have a delay. Uh, the game uh, did start late. We finished, uh, I think, just before 1 a.m. Okay. On uh, of the next day. So it was uh, two days to win a hard-fought football game, yeah. Uh, Mark, this was fun. Congrats on, you know, being there from kind of day one. It must be amazing to see. So congrats even to you. Enjoy the Big 12. Uh, best of luck. Safe travels this season. I'm sure we'll get you again during the year, too. Thank you, guys. Have a good day. You, too. That's Mark Daniels, the voice of UCF. As sounds of Saturday continue uh, it's heady times in Orlando. My, you know, the bounce house is one of the best environments, maybe underrated still, not fully aware of it just yet, but that place is nuts. The school is insane. My my nephew, my godson just graduated from UCF. Um, the amount of growth in the school is insane. It is a huge school, which means huge numbers of alumni there's a lot of money in play. There'll be more money in play. They have kind of had a vision for the longest time, built a stadium ahead of time. They've just keep going up and up and up and up and up a rung in power. And they clearly had some leverage and they had a lot of suitors with teams looking for new schools or were leads looking for new schools. And here they are in the Big 12. And Mark makes a lot of good points about the Big 12 in general. Texas and Oklahoma leave and... You look around and you see schools that have been good at times, but there's a cycle up and down, up and down. It's not they're not always just sitting there like Alabama and Georgia are always sitting in the SEC. Like right now, Clemson is always sitting atop the ACC. Like there's always Ohio State and Michigan to worry about in the Big Ten. the The Big Twelve's open. The Big Twelve's open, and the the team's still coming from the Pac twelve. That doesn't change that dynamic either. And while UCF, you know, isn't there just yet at full Big 12 mode, you'd have to believe they're going to get there and they show up already in a good spot. Now, I think the things that you have to remember, this team with a lot of the same personnel, same quarterback in, in, in John Reese Plumley from a year ago, they lost five games last year. They lost two in the conference. They lost to Louisville and Duke. They beat Georgia Tech. Those are the three power five schools that they played. They were one and two. And history will tell you, if you go back and look at teams um, that have jumped into a power five league recently-ish, that sometimes that first year is actually okay, then there's a step back, and then they go again. That seems to be the pattern. Nobody hits the ground running and just flies right through it. And if they did, and I'm forgetting them, that's the that's the outlier. Usually is you get there, and it, you take your lumps for a second, there are some bumps in the road, and as Mark said, it takes still a couple of trips through the transfer portal and the recruiting trail to really fill out the depth. That, to me, 
in college football, that's where the differences lie. You can stumble on one, two, three, four, I don't know, you know, 10 good players that can lead the way on both sides of the ball. But it's once you get past those 10, when you're playing in the group of five and whatnot, that like that top third at best, the roster's good. But the middle third and the bottom third, they've got to play. And that's where you take your beating, whether it's over the length of the game or particular parts where you just don't have enough guys to handle the other team. And that might still be one of the worst teams in a Power 5 league, but they're still just better than you top to bottom. So that's why the recruiting uptick has been so significant at UCF. And Mark had the numbers. You know, they've got more four stars now committed than they had like over the previous combined years. So they're doing their best to fill things out. But history tells you that as good as UCF has been, and except for the COVID year, they've won at least nine games the last like, five or six seasons. They're going to be good. It's just hard to be great right away. It does help that they're in a conference where I don't know if anybody actually is great right now in the Big 12. Sounds of Saturday is just heating up. More guests lined up for next week when DA's back here. We've got that week. We've got the week after that, and then we've got most of that last week. We've got 15 full shows, if my math is correct, before we have any significant college football game. So we've got a lot of time left to spin you through all these different voices and all these different teams as we get set for real football. Speaking of real football and betting on real football, it's a problem, and it keeps getting worse at Iowa and Iowa State. That's next, the DA Show, CBS Sports Radio. We really should say that more in everyday life. Happy being alive, day. It's just, it's good to be alive. It's good to be here. It's good to be seen. It's good to see Pete the Body Bilotti tucked behind a replica Stanley Cup, I believe, and a beach ball. I, I see a boxing glove. There are a lot of sight gags this week for WatchTheA.com, YouTube, and Twitch. And a lot of inside jokes, which is part of the course on this show. Uh, I mean... All these shows have all the stuff on the sets. So now we're the we're the set guys. Other other shows are doing food bits. Right. We're doing sight gags. Sight gags. Build build uh, four thousand things on uh, one uh, board. Waka waka. That's right. All right. Sign me up. I'm in. And hopefully you guys enjoy this half as much as me and Pete and I think Ryan do. That's all we're shooting for. Cap loves it. And you know what? Good. Good. Cap deserves it. Cap works hard. Weeding through my complaints. Cap smiling. We're in a good spot. We've had this story on the show and it updates a lot over the last, I don't know, is it three, four weeks at this point now? Seven more Iowa and Iowa State players are now charged in connection to illegal sports gambling in the state. It is four Cyclones and then one current Hawkeye and two that have transferred to other schools. So these are all active players. Iowa State's already had their starting quarterback caught up in this, and now their starting running back, Jarrell Brock, is involved. And this charge, by the way, I guess I missed the description. It was always called like falsifying records is what they've actually been charged with here. And we were never sure what that was. I never dug into it more. I finally found out yesterday, and this might be not be new news to any of you guys, but just in case it is, I'm going to share it. The actual charge is the is connected to these guys using somebody else's identity. 
we had the quarterback who was using his mom, and the mom was on board. One of the guys now used his girlfriend. Somebody else used just somebody, you know, another. So just impersonating somebody else to circumvent the rules is what the technical crime is. And it's a misdemeanor for all of these guys. But the legal stuff, the legal side almost doesn't matter here. What matters is the more guys connected, the higher the ratio now is going of these guys betting on their own games. Of these seven that were named yesterday, most of them bet on the games they play. Some of the games they played as well. They were betting a lot. Mini Phil Mickelson's, Mini Bilotti's. So they're on their way Stop. to having pictures of them as the gambler. They're not there yet, but they're trying. But they've all been, to some extent, wagering on themselves, wagering on their teams. One guy picked another, picked Texas to beat his Iowa State team a couple of seasons ago. And that's the problem. The problem is it's not just them betting on March Madness, Sunday NFL games, is that they're betting on games that they're involved in. And it doesn't matter whether they're picking to win or lose. I guess it's worse if you're betting on your team to lose, but it doesn't it doesn't matter. You you certainly can't be betting on games that you're involved in. And there is no way that this is a specific problem to schools in the state of Iowa. This is going on everywhere. How bad? We'll never know. But it's got to be a major problem. I don't know that everybody is breaking any laws in falsifying their account information and their identity. There are people, at least in terms of the law, correctly placing sports bets, but they just shouldn't be doing them as players involved in said games. And every single college, I kind of don't care what's going on. You know, the NFL made a big show of oh, the NFL PA when we had the Lions and the Commanders and the other guys in the Broncos that the you know the, the league is not telling us enough about the rules and what we can do and what we can't do. I don't have much sympathy for that. I've got a little more sympathy for these college kids that they need to be the schools better be making aware making them aware of what they cannot do. Because that's the actual community that's in real danger here. Real danger of getting just to get themselves in trouble. Bending rules, breaking rules. I think they're also clearly more susceptible to outside influences because in the pros, there's always going to be guys who want more money, whatever. But in college, the large, 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 large majority of these athletes, they all need more money. No matter where they came from, that's not what I'm talking about. Just NIL money has made certain people, I'm sure, jealous that they're not getting any. And this quarterback, that point guard, whatever, has all of this and all of that and all these fans and notoriety. There are players that come from from tough upbringings that need any you know, one more dollar, and they see other guys getting it. So those are the guys that can fall prey to this, that could try just to get the money on their own, that could try to, that could have been influenced by somebody else, to take a dive, miss a shot, whatever. This has always been a bigger danger in college sports. But now that it's so easy to place these bets, it's that much more dangerous and that much more significant. And I hope no one's being naive. No one's being short-sighted. No one's going, this can't happen to my players on my campus. 
My unofficial guess is it's happening on more campuses than it's not. Not necessarily the extreme of, of players betting on their own games, but betting where they shouldn't be betting or maybe betting through ways they shouldn't be betting. Stealing or being given dad's identity, using a buddy. And everybody that's been involved in this, that's a current player, is in danger of losing all of their eligibility from the NCAA. And that does nobody any good. And we probably should be paying a little more attention to this story because it just keeps growing. And now we've got two different starters, other prominent players at Iowa State and Iowa, multiple schools because of transfers, monitoring situations of guys' eligibility. Should they be? Should we let them play at a football game coming up? What if they're ultimately deemed ineligible? What do we do there? These, this is, you know, our focus has always kind of been on the pros and all the different leagues being in bed with the different sports books and whatnot and what kind of messages this send, what kind of contradictions and hypocrisy does this create. We touched upon touched on it very briefly this week because ESPN is now fully in the gambling world. ESPN bet is coming, and we're already kind of hearing, reading between the lines, reports and whatnot, how they're going to handle this, how they're going to keep separation between the newsmakers who can affect these lines and affect bets and the betting side now of the operation. Remember when everyone freaked out about Shams possibly affecting bets at FanDuel because he was breaking news about who was going to get picked or who was not going to get picked in the NBA draft? Like, that's what ESPN is walking into. There are so many dangers here, but we probably didn't focus enough on the lowest rung of athlete when it comes to, you know, needing money, needing cash, needing help, needing whatever. It's these college athletes who, whether they're betting on their friends with inside information or betting on their games they're in, there's just, there's so many more opportunities on that level with those athletes to create real significant trouble. I hope that everybody that's involved on the campus level, conference level, they are doing every last thing possible to stop problems that are going on right now and to prevent as many of them as possible from moving forward. More NFL preseason conversation is on the way this morning. We already broke down very briefly Patriots and Texans, the Vikings and Seahawks. I now need to say those two team names very slowly after a quick inside-my-head confirmation since I called them the T-Wolves by accident yesterday and then the Mariners on purpose. Uh, But now I have talked myself into this little mini mental jail about which Minnesota team played which Seattle team in professional preseason football last night. So we'll get to that game in just a second. But it's time now for headlines and stunned to a news. Here's Peter Schwartz. Uh, Bogues, a sight for sore eyes for the Dodgers and their fans last night. Clayton Kershaw returning from the injured list. He picked up a no decision in the Dodgers' 2-1 win over the Rockies, but Kershaw pitched well, giving up a run in three hits over five innings. It was good. You know, is it good to get through five? You know, I only threw like four up, four up downs in my lives, so to get through five is probably good. And um, you know, pitch count's not as important as the you know sitting up and going back out there for the inning. So get through five is good, and you know, hopefully, you know, the leash keeps getting lengthened as I go and uh, get back to normal pitch count here soon. Max Muncie homered in the seventh to tie the game, drew a bases-loaded walk of the eighth to give the Dodgers the lead. Muncie told Sportsnet LA it was great to have Kershaw back on the mound. It was really good to see him back out on the mound. We missed him. Uh, you know, guy's competitor. He went out there and brought it tonight. Um, you know, it's just, it's just fun to have him back, and uh, hopefully we can keep him through the rest of the season. 
Kershaw struck out four, did not walk a batter. Now to Cleveland. Manoa with the one-two pitch. Swung on, line drive, right field, base hit, maybe extras. Yes, it rolls to the wall. Tana will score. Rocchio's on his way to second. He's in with his second RBI double on the day. And the Guardians now lead it 3-1. to one. That was the call on Guardians Radio. The Guardians beat the Blue Jays 4-3. to three. Other games yesterday, Red Sox over the Royals 2-0. The Cardinals beat the Rays 5-2. Tigers 3, Twins nothing. Phillies over the Nationals 6-2. The Orioles beat the Astros 5-4. And the Pirates topped the Braves 7-5. Now to NFL preseason. Texans beat the Patriots 20-9 in his first taste of NFL football. Rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud, 2 of 4, 13 yards, and an interception. The second overall pick in the draft had two drives in his first NFL action. It's tough. I mean, like the competitor in me was like, Cuz, let me go back out there. Let me like fix my, my wrongdoings. Um, but um, like you said, it is just a preseason. It's, it's a, a, learn, a learning opportunity for myself um, and really this whole football team. Davis Mills, Case Keenum, each with a touchdown pass. In Seattle, the Seahawks beat the Vikings 24-13. Drew Locke threw for 191 yards, two touchdowns. Head coach Pete Carroll summing up the night. Well, tonight was uh, was nothing but fun. Uh, we had a great time. Uh, it was hard getting started. You could tell that we this was the first time we tackled anybody. That's why we used the preseason games. And, man, the, we needed the first quarter to kind of just – Whatever, shake the cobwebs or whatever. And the defense came back, and from the second quarter on, they played great. Played great all night long. And then those young kids did a, a beautiful job. Seahawks wide receiver Kay Johnson suffered a concussion during the second quarter, taken off the field on a stretcher, taken to a hospital. But initial tests show that Johnson had no issues besides the concussion. 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan revealing yesterday his team had his team advance to the Super Bowl. Quarterback Phillip Rivers was prepared to come out of retirement to play, and that certainly would have been an interesting sight. College football, four more Iowa State football players, along with three more members of the Iowa football program, have now been charged in the state's investigation into sports gambling. It's alleged several players bet on games that they played in. And Jordan Spieth has the lead after one round of the St. Jude Championship. Spieth, seven under, one shot better than Tom Ken. And now, it is time to get started. doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. I think, Bogues, this has to be the worst nightmare for anyone who goes to the bathroom, Uh puts the seat down, and sits. Okay. Like a scene out of a horror movie. Michelle Lespron returned to her Tucson, Arizona home to find a snake had set up camp in her toilet. I'd been gone for four days and was looking forward to using my own restroom in peace. Mm -hmm. I lifted up the lid and he or she was curled up. Lespron told the Associated Press, thank God the lid was closed. The hysterical encounter happened I didn't say that. That's in the story. Oh, okay. I, I can't take credit for that. Fine. Uh, encounter happened July 15th, but Lespron has been getting messages from family, friends, and even people she went to high school with since Rattlesnake Solutions, a Phoenix-based company that removed the snake, recently posted an employee's video. Everybody has the same reaction. Oh, my God. 
That's my worst nightmare. Other people <laughs> thought it was a prank video, and the snake was a prop. Even my law partner was like, ha-ha, nice gag, she said. Les Bryant said her father tried to wrangle the snake that same night, but it slithered away, so she called Rattlesnake Solutions the next morning. It took the handler, who Les Bryant called her hero, three tries to get the black and pink coach whip snake firmly in his grasp. He was able to wrestle the snake with one hand while capturing it all on his cell phone with the other. So the snake was in the toilet bowl or in the tank part? It was in the toilet bowl. So she opens it up to sit down, goes, holy crap. Holy crap, smacks it right down, and it took a company to come and get it out of the toilet bowl. And you said Tucson, huh? Tucson. So Rattlesnake Solutions could have been the presenting sponsor of Big Baby and the Landfill if that show had become reality. It could have been presented by Rattlesnake Solutions. Here's the Sun Twin News part to me. Big Baby and the Landfill. Brought to you by your friends at Rattlesnake Solutions. Did you open up the crapper and almost (laughs) get zapped? Call us. Um... The fact that Tucson, Arizona needs a company called Rattlesnake Solutions is a problem yeah. for me. <laughs> I crossed that off my list of destinations. The fact that there are enough problems with rattlesnakes that need solving, that a company was created and continues to exist, that's a red flag for me. It is. And Brian Hughes, who's the owner of Rattlesnake Solutions, said it wasn't the first time his staff has seen a coach whip snake in a home, though it's rare to find reptiles in residences. Fortunately for Lesbron, the species non-venomous, still she was taking no chances. After her reptile run-in, Lesbron used her guest bathroom for three weeks before feeling comfortable enough to go back to her own, and she no longer enters the bathroom in the dark and always lifts the lid ever so slowly. The assumption being that the snake came up through the pipes? Yeah. Is that what they're guessing? Yeah. Now, we there was a stun recently where somebody found an animal that was too big for the pipes to get in, and we couldn't figure out how it would have climbed back up through the sewer system. There was like some kind of like woodland creature, I feel like, in the tank. But anyway, at least this physically makes sense yeah. that the that the snake could slither its way through the pipes, come up to the toilet, and stays in the nice, dark, cool... Yeah, I mean, could you go to the bathroom again in any bathroom for the next couple of days after that happened to you? I'm surprised she went back even after three weeks. I don't know how you'd ever believe that it wouldn't happen again. Like, what could somebody tell you about snake-proofing your drainage system that they're never going to crawl their way back into your house. I I, I don't know what I would do. If that was my house, ha- I, I don't know what I would do. You burn it down. Oh, you hate snakes. I don't like snakes. So this is really your worst nightmare. It's not the worst. Like, it didn't like, it's like a venomous snake would have been right. ten times worse. Sure. But at the same time, I would never live where there's potential snakes up the pipes. Right. So that wouldn't happen to me. I, I can deal with rats. Pete. Now, now if, the, if the snakes only ate rats and didn't disturb me, fine. Come in the house. Have yeah. a good time. <laughs> you'll, you'll host yeah. them? Yes. Because, Pete, because they disgust for- me. I'll burn down the house if I have a, a bunch of rats. Right. I think Pete would name the snake uh, Damien. 
Or Jake. Jake. Right. Yeah. Now, I was the leader in this for a while. Then Pete overtook me. We've both have had a lot of um, unique house problems, some bad luck. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised this has not ha- happened in some form. Has not happened to you already, Pete. That something has crawled well, into not. somewhere in your house. <laughs> I hope not. No, go. there's it, a gator. Well, yeah. The, no, I, I would think that I am very secure in my location where I am now with that stuff. Right. There are a lot of problems in our neck of the woods, but one of them appears to not be dangerous amphibians and reptiles coming through the pipes. We have a lot of we have a lot of uh, grounds opening up by us. We we've had we yes sinkholes are a problem. That is a thing. Um, rising waters might be a thing. Dirty waters mm-hmm. a thing. <laughs> a woman got bit by a shark in New York City the other people, day. A lot of people getting bit by sharks. Well, it had not happened in New York on a New York City beach or at least that beach since 1953. 53. So that's a rarity. So things are happening, but the sharks have not come through the sewer system yet, at least. Yeah, that's why I don't go to the ocean. I'll go to the beach, but I will not go in the ocean. I will sit in my chair, put the headphones on, read a book, read a magazine, have a catch with the kids. So I, we, I will not step foot like in the ocean. Sand gets everywhere. Yeah, I'm not. Well, I can wash the sand guy. off. I can't do anything if uh, I get bitten by something. See, I'd rather somebody, some kind of system where I can go from the boardwalk over the sand right into the water, enjoy the water, come out of the water, go back over the sand to the boardwalk and leave. But as we've discussed in long form on this show, you have no hesitation to go back to the beach, play catch, despite the physical problems that one trip to the beach well, left that, you with. That, well, that. That physical problem actually was not on the sand. It was on concrete. It was a uh, a touch football game that I was playing with the kids. Okay. And I decided I was the quarterback for both teams, so I yes. decided to call for a flea flicker and tossed it back to Jared. I ran, and as I ran, my hip broke. So there's no PTSD from that. No, but the possibility fact, of a shark attack. Year, a year later, we went back and finished oh, the play. Oh, we remember. Yes, we remember. So, no, I have no problem. I like the. I like being on the beach. I just will not step foot in the ocean. I can't wait to be in the ocean. And I'm, I'm to be honest, I don't want anybody. I prefer to, get... to go to a pool. Yes. I prefer the pool. I'm a pool guy first, but I don't hate the ocean. And I say this: don't want anyone to get hurt, but I want to see a fin offshore mm-hmm. through the waves. Just want to see it. Now pass. I would no. rather walk through a car wash than go in the ocean. All right. That feels like a thing we could make happen. That's a good gimmick. That's uh, mm. our next bit. <laughs> what would you eat while you were walking through the car wash? Nachos. <laughs> With ranch dressing. That's right. And bacon. I've had enough ranch dressing. And ice cream. That's true. Yeah. That's your PTSD. Yeah, no. Ranch and dressing. I don't like ranch dressing. <laughs> uh, Sons when we, nachos. When we come back, Minnesota's football team played Seattle's football team last night in a preseason football game. We'll discuss it on the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Final few minutes of hour number three on this summer Friday. Andrew Bogus in for DA once again. Pete's here. Ryan Botcher's here. Peter Schwartz is here. Uh, unlike the previous four days, DA is not filling in for Jim Rome later today. Actually, not sure who is uh, here on CBS Sports Radio and the CBS Sports Network, but DA is enjoying another Friday off. He is back in the chair next Monday. Did we ever get an answer, Pete, on who's filling in next Friday when both DA and myself are off? Sorry, I had to find my button. Yeah, no, it's okay. <laughs> no, uh, I was asking yesterday, and then I got caught up, so I, I got to ask again today. That schedule's not... I know you don't make it. It might be out. It might be out. I'll look. I should have an answer before the end of the show. Because I I don't want to create any more drama. I don't want to make any more work for you. But people did get excited about the possibility of Boyle plus Caserta next Friday. And that was just me thinking out loud. I know nothing about that. Although I just did see Boyle here. So I guess I could ask Boyle if he knows if Boyle's hosting next Friday. somewhere. I'll find it. There's no rush, Pete. It's only been 23 hours. You take your time. I'll relax. I was trying to get my beach balls. Oh, okay plays a wager on who's hosting next Friday. Get lost. I, like a, I'm like a compulsive gambler. No. That's What'd bad. you bet on yesterday? What? What'd you bet on yesterday? Nothing. What'd you bet on Wednesday? Nothing. I don't think. No. Tuesday? Nothing. I, I don't I don't have a... Ta- I don't have, I'm not Pete Rose. This is what I, I got. Have a tabulation. He's forgetting. It's dangerous. This is... This is relax. I, what I, a guy with a problem would say. Yeah, 50 I don't cent. have a problem. <laughs> 50 cents on the Mets to lose. I mean, with a buck. You did admit this week you did, 
you did lose a parlay. Somewhere along this week, you admitted to, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday, we were talking about Boyle and your creating a parlay, and you said, oh, I had one that didn't pay oh, off that yesterday. Was, it was a little bit of a special that they have, okay. the, the home run special. Uh-huh. And I, I feel like, it's the like, deals. like a buck yeah. Yeah. on like four guys that hit a home run. Right. So, again. Win a house after that, but I lost. So, what? A, it's like playing a lotto. But as Ryan said, you forgot. That's not good. Oh, get lost. Don't you have a topic to talk about? I don't. That's why we're doing yes, this right do. now. Yes, you do. We talk about the Vikings uh, and the Seahawks. Top of the hour, Destin Adams from A to Z Sports will check in, mostly on the Colts, but what's out, what's going on around the rest of the NFL. Uh, full slate of games now. Finally, here's full week one last week. Sports. Uh, wetting the appetite with the Jets and the Browns in the Hall of Fame game. Last night, Patriots-Texans. And then, say it slowly, the Vikings and the Seahawks played in Seattle. Kirk Cousins was there in full Kirk Cousins fashion. When Aaron Rodgers didn't play for the Jets last week, he wore regular clothes and put on a headset, and he talked to Zach Wilson. He called plays. He had fun with Robert Sala, as we all saw uh, on Hard Knocks. Last night, Kirk Cousins was wearing a Kirk Cousins jersey and his Vikings helmet, but no pads standing on the sidelines. Heidly ho, neighborinos! I'm trying to... I've told you more than once that Cousins stars in this Netflix documentary, Quarterbacks. That when I watched it, however many, I'm not done yet, going along really well. I might have now taken a turn back in the other direction on Kirky because the last thing that I just saw, I think now the second to last episode, he's putting his kids to sleep after the giant playoff loss. It's a great scene. It's super sweet until Kirk turns the lights off and goes, Okay, let's sing and pray now, which is all fine and good. But then he starts to sing some kind of Bible Christian hymn with his kid. God That's, said to Noah, build yourself an archiarchy. I wish it was that. I, and I'm, this is not a, a religious hot take. It's just a privacy hot take. At some point, Kirk could have went, we're going to leave something in the editing room, guys. America doesn't need to hear me singing my children to sleep. I didn't read him a story. It was clearly staged. Read him a story, tucked him in. That's great. I don't need from a dark room hearing Kirk Cousins' singing voice hours after Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley sent him home. I wouldn't. I don't need to hear him singing any song at all. It was just a weird conclusion to the Kirk Cousins episode. And then I wake up to pictures of him in his jersey, no pads, and his helmet, chin strap on, watching the Vikings and the Seahawks play preseason games. That's a great night. investment. Ugh. He'd be a killer high school. Like, he would act as a great high school quarterback that looks way too old for the role in, like, a Pix 11 show. Okay. He, that's what he would play, like a, like a teen, teen wolf Kirk Cousins. Yeah. The CW. I'm listening. Yeah, Team Wolf, the series, which I think was a thing. Yes. We have Kerr come back as the as the quarterback. That makes a lot of sense. Purple drapes. All my life I've wanted purple drapes. <laughs> there's actually, now that I think about it, Pete, there's a lot of reverse-engineered Ned Flanders stuff in this quarterback's documentary because right on cue, you've got him singing about Noah's Ark. <laughs> After Kirk sang some kind of sweet religious hymn with his kid. And then there is a scene, too, where he's picking out fruit for his son from the post-game spread. He's like, oh, you want strawberries? They look great. Here are strawberries. Ooh, purple grapes. Got to dive into that. Oh, they're the same. They are the same person. Does Does he have family members named Rod and Todd?
He might. There's a lot of Cousins family members in the show rooting him on. Let's talk some Colts football. Destin Adams from A to Z Sports kicks off hour four of the D show right after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 